Chichen Itza in Mexico. Never heard of it. No, I know you'll think it looks a little like a pyramid. Yeah. Mexico, very different to Egypt. Completely different country, on a different continent, thousands of miles away. And the great thing is, Carl, that in a lot of these countries, it's a very high murder rate. Yeah. So there's a strong chance that you or one of there's, the crew could get killed. If you've got a building for it. What? Well, anyway, you'd go in, get your bags, your passport, we've got to get you to the airport. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Hello and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougal and today we are about to start the 28th episode of the show returning to the country of Mexico. We have two student guests. We have Rebecca and Anna. They're going to come on and tell us about their country. They've also brought some music to the show. And I also want to mention that CIUT is continuing to ask for donations for our $100,000 fundraising campaign. Please visit www.ciut.fm to donate 
and support all the volunteers at our station who continue to create the sound of your city. Earlier today, I interviewed somebody from Egypt, so we do have shows coming up on Egypt, Trinidad, and Turkey. And if you didn't catch last episode on Niger, that's a great episode with some fun interviews as well. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Rebecca and Anna, two U of T students talking about Mexico. Ladies, thank you very much for coming on Tracks from Abroad. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. I'm very excited. Absolutely. Now, I'm looking over at Anna, and she's got this fancy microphone. She's a podcaster. Anna, what's your podcast about? <laughs> Shameless self-plug. Uh, yeah, it's uh, In the Green Chair. It's a podcast about where we highlight green careers, and it's through Relay Education, which is a Canadian uh, charity focusing on delivering renewable education and green careers um, education to youth. Very nice. All right. Now, today we're talking with Rebecca and Anna, both from Mexico. And Tracks from Abroad has actually done another show on Mexico. We talked a lot about Mexico City. But today it's very different. You guys are both from a state called Monterrey in the northeast. Is that right? Yes. So, yeah. So, Monterrey is actually the city. And then the state is called Nuevo León, which translates to New Lion. Really? Okay. I'm so curious. Why? I, I imagine there's not many lions in Mexico. Uh, not, not that I would know. Yeah. But Monterrey translates to King of Mountains. So, mm-hmm. And there are a lot of mountains in Monterrey. Did you meet back in Mexico or did you meet at the University of Toronto? <laughs> we met at the University of Toronto. I think it was like a week after... I arrived to Toronto for orientation week and uh, yeah, we met at one of the football games and it was completely coincidental. I just overheard Rebecca talking. I think she was like one person down from me and she was talking to someone that she was from Mexico and from Monterrey and automatically I heard the keyword. The I'm second like, you heard Monterrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like if she had been from Mexico from some other state, you wouldn't have had that same connection. But because she came from your state, it was like extra, extra meaningful. Because we're both from Monterrey, it's so rare. Like, I don't really find people from Monterrey in different parts of like the world. I usually, if I encounter someone um, that's Mexican, they're usually from Mexico City because that's the mm-hmm. most common place. So, yeah, the fact that we were both from Monterrey, I was I was like shocked because we're people from Monterrey, we're regias, we're from the north. All right. Well, Monterrey, part of this or part of this uh, show is obviously the music. Um, the music is going to tell its own story. And today, Rebecca brought her music playlist from uh, from Mexico. So, Rebecca, maybe just give us a short little synopsis. What are we going to hear today? So we're going to hear a lot of banda. Um, which translates to band, but okay. in Mexico, there's a difference between like just having a band and then like what banda means. I would define it as the use of an accordion, like dun, dun, dun. I guess we'll listen to a little bit of that music, yeah. but it's, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess I, <laughs> I don't even it. know I if it. I describe that any well, but what's going to explain the music best is just playing it and we'll see what people think about it. So let's get into our first set of music on tracks from abroad. This is music from Mexico. And of course, we're here with Rebecca and Anna. We will be back very soon. See you guys then. Suave, vende, suave, besame. Que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez. Suave, vende, suave, besame. Que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez. Besame, besame, besame otra vez. Que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez. Besame, besame un poquito. Besame, 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 besame. Hey, Kenya! Hey, Chante Baga! 
siento en el aire Por eso cuando te veo Comienzo a besarte Y si te despejas Yo me despierto De este rico sueño Que me dan tus besos Suavemente Besame Que quiero sentir tus labios Besándome otra vez Suavemente Besame Que quiero sentir tus labios Besándome otra vez Bésame suavecito Sin prisa y con calma Dame un beso bien profundo que me llega el alma, dame un beso más, que mi boca cabe, dame un beso despacito, dame un beso suave, suave vente, que quiero sentir tus labios, besándome otra vez, suave vente, que quiero sentir tus labios, besándome otra vez.
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. We are talking about Mexico today, and you just heard a set of Mexican music. Um, and I want to ask these two girls, we got Rebecca as well as Anna. When you came from Mexico to Canada, what things were you able to do in Mexico that you maybe were not able to do in Canada, and vice versa? What do you, what do you miss from... That's a uh, great question. Anna, if I may... If I yeah, may go. You can first. start first. <laughs> the food! <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat good tortillas. Mm -hmm. I can't eat good bread. I can't eat... Um, in Mexico, we have like... It's called pan dulce, which translates to uh, sweet bread. And I have not been able to find sweet bread in Canada. And by sweet bread, like I mean like literally bread with sugar. It's just <laughs> a piece of bread and it just has sugar on top. Can't find it, it anywhere. Seems, it seems pretty simple. Ingredients-wise, you'd think it would exist. You would think so, <laughs> but no, there's no. Um, so we have we have conchas in Mexico, which translates to shell. Oh my god! And my it's literally like a, a a ball of bread, and it just has like sugar on top, and it's mm. delicious. Can't find conchas here, even even at Kensington Market. Tragic. Anna. That's tragic. Yes. Anna, what do you it think is. about this? Do you agree with the food question? Or did you have another whoa? Yeah, I mean, I agree with the food question. The one part I may have to disagree is that I, from a young age, also learned how to make like the corn tortillas, the flour tortillas, just because out of necessity, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a necessity thing. So, so a lot of the Mexican food, we also were able to bring it over. Obviously, what is missing is the, you know, the experience of eating at a Mexican restaurant yeah. in Mexico and that the culture is just so warm and so friendly and that's... Not saying that it isn't warm and friendly here, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's just different. There, there. Yeah, there's a difference. You can't bring an an ambiance over to a, another place to 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. How did you guys both come from Mexico to Canada? So as I mentioned, um, my family and I we moved to Canada 
when I was um, very young. It was 2004, I believe. So I was five years old. Um, and we were originally only going to move here for a year just for my dad's work, but things panned out differently and we ended up staying longer and <laughs> 18 years later, you know, still in Canada, <laughs> Mexico to the Canada via car because, you know, Whoa. it's the, yeah, it was, we're a big family, family of six and mm. um, just, we wanted to bring our things and like with the truck, moving truck. So I was pretty young. One memory I do have is like stopping at a Walmart and picking out some <laughs> movies, <laughs> like cheaper by the dozen, I think. Yeah. And it was when we didn't have like the TVs and cars. So my dad would have his laptop and we would watch it there. But yeah, my poor parents in a car with four kids. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I feel like there must have been beautiful landscapes that were there. I just can't remember. I was so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, Rebecca, what, what was your experience like? So I actually came to Canada when I was 18. So I came to Canada strictly for education. Strictly, um, you know, no one, no one told me, hey, let's go to Canada. No one, it was like out of my own volition. Growing up, I lived in different places. And so staying in one place for the longest time, which was like in Monterey, for me didn't feel right. So in high school, I just decided to um, apply to out of, out of country, you know. And so I got into U of T and I just one day just wandered into Canada. And that was my first time, but then that was my first time actually like living and getting to know what it meant to live in Canada. So. Yeah, where where I come from, I come from Vermont, and Vermont is across a border. I'm, you know, technically had to come all the way from the United States to get to Canada. But the fact is that Vermont to Toronto is not much of a change compared to all the way from Mexico to Toronto. What was your transition like? I feel like Anna's transition was way intenser, but I'll just I'll just give a yeah, little no, bit of yours. a. So the transition was just like getting used to the cold. Honestly, um, mm. it it took a while. Like I had to had to find a good jacket and it took me a while to do that. But, and then I didn't want to leave like my room all winter. I just wanted to stay in there, mm -hmm. um, which definitely impacted like how, what the, the experience that I had here, because I just decided not to, all my whole four, first year did mm -hmm. not leave my room. Like I remember, I, I, can I, saw, ask Anna. I saw <laughs> yeah, a photo I on your that. Instagram page and it was a photo of just a blizzard. And you're saying, are you kidding me? School is not canceled today. Yes. Today? Are you serious? Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. No. And I would record it every day because I feel like I cannot be the only one thinking that this is insane that people are living in this weather. Yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah. my experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I think I had the benefit of moving when I was very young, but for my family as a whole, it was, it was a rough transition. You know, you're starting over in a new country and the language I remember the language was my biggest barrier at five years old like I would remember um asking my dad in the morning like how do you say like um may I leave or may I go to the bathroom or whatever just to like repeat it to myself in English because I didn't speak any English at that point and the hardest part of the transition was family all my extended family are still back home in Mexico yeah, and at first, the first few years, it was hard to go back and visit home. So, yeah. but throughout, as the years went by, we were able to visit mm. our cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents more often. So, so Very that good. helped too. That's, uh, you know, interesting to hear those stories from both of you. But we're going to head to a set of music. Maybe you're just joining us. You don't know what the heck we're talking about. Today on Tracks from Abroad, we are talking about Mexico with Anna and Rebecca. So we're going to play some music and we'll be right here on Tracks from Abroad waiting for you when we get back.
algo tan bonito que no se explica Tú me cachaste y me gustaste más Ay, qué chula rancherita, hola, ¿cómo estás? Te aviso desde ahorita que con palabras bonitas No te alcanza para poderme conquistar No soy de esas facilitas como aquellas muchachitas Con las que yo siempre te he mirado a Y si te llevo Hacia tu manera Pide por esa boquita hermosa Que por ti haría cualquier cosa Dime qué más quieres que te diga Si a ti no te quieren mis amigas Si un poquito menos mi familia Que van a pensar si un día no miran Ay, ay, ay Yo no soy tan malo Como dicen por ahí Ay, ay, ay No soy una tonta para dejarme engañar Que vuelvo a joderlo. A huevo que vuelvo a joderlo. 
Y ahora que ando tomando bebida Me siento triste y ya va a amanecer A veces borracho las penas se olvidan Pero nunca te dejé de querer Fui mal partido querida Todas mis pedas marcándote al cel Le puse sal a la herida Como quisiera volver al ayer Sentimental yo me pongo Siempre me acuerdo de ti Yo siempre me acuerdo de ti Me agarra la de perseguido Y hasta te escribí un CD Y hasta te escribí un CD Botella tras botella Voy a tomarme Pa' acordarme de ella Pa' acordarme de ella de ella, de ella estoy hablando Como siempre en mis pedas Como siempre en mis pedas A mis compas bien hartos traigo ya Me dicen, güey, ya la tienes que superar Pero yo no puedo Pa' ser sinceros yo ni quiero Pensando en llamarte yo, estaba pensando en llamarte yo, pero ya no nos vemos, pero ya no nos vemos. Sentimental yo me pongo, siempre me acuerdo de ti. Yo siempre me acuerdo de ti. Me agarra la de perseguido y hasta te escribí un CD. Y si amas a alguien, no la dejes ir para que no tengas que dedicarle una canción como esta. Paz. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. Today we are doing an episode on Mexico. And I'd like to ask both you guys, Rebecca and Anna, you probably know the film Coco, the animated movie, and it's one that I just saw. And the reason I bring it up is it connects to the, the festival, the, the Day of the Dead. But tell, what is the role of the Day of the Dead in Monterrey? The Day of the Dead is very important because, I mean, I... I think a lot of cultures have like their equivalent. Basically, I think it's it's November 2nd, if I'm not mistaken, or like early November, and we just celebrate all the people that have passed away. And something that I'll just you mention have the ofrendas. is- Exactly, ofrendas is um, the offerings. So we, we leave at the altar, we leave offerings for the dead. So yeah, So, but I like that question. I'm sorry. But, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's mainly celebrated in the South. Here's, here's a deep question. This one can go to Anna, but when we're talking about celebrating the dead in society, what does it mean that Mexico is able to think about its ancestry and celebrate those people? Whereas in America, we sort of for, forget about them relatively quickly. Well, I think the the main message of the Day of the Dead, I'd have to say, is that you're celebrating the life that that person ha uh, lived, not necessarily the death, <laughs> but you're celebrating, <laughs> you're celebrating <laughs> their life. And we have a saying that in life, you die two t times. One, when you die, and the second time, when the last person remembers your name. So the Day of the serious, Dead... It's uh -huh. a serious thing to say. It's yeah, kinda, but it's a very a beautiful. <laughs> it's also a very beautiful thing because it it's a way to um, kind of keep your memory living forever if your uh, family, even like great-great-grandkids, can remember your name and, and how that you impact their life so yeah. it's a uniting thing also if i can just add something to that and that's why i believe in mexico it's very important for us to maintain you you maintain all the last names obviously mm -hmm. on official documentation you wouldn't be writing like your 10 last names but <laughs> when i grew up growing up 
every time I met someone, it would be a competition of how many last names you remember. Yes. And so I'd be like, Rebecca, answer Gomez Chalita Garcia and just go on, you know? Go on? What do you mean? You just... Yes. Yeah, I obviously continue. never won that competition because I have the worst memory in the world. But I'd have Holy classmates God. that would just come up with like all like at least like 20 last names, which was insane. because you. It's so it's your dad's last name, your mom's last name, your dad's second last name, your mom's second last name, and you go on and on. And that on. is absurd. Mm-hmm. Holy and cow! That's what you can see on the Zoom call. We both have two last names. <laughs> oh yeah, we both. <laughs> oh yeah, and everyone always thinks so. When I have to, you know, buy a flight or anything like that, they just hyphenate my two last names because they have they're on my passport, so they have to be they have to show up or or else, um, you know, the documentation doesn't match. Mm-hmm. So. When we're thinking about Mexico, the the day of the dead, Dia de los Muertos, is very much it's sort of a stereotype in a way like that you'd associate with Mexico. And it's just one day, but frankly, you know, things go on in Mexico the whole year round, but this is an image we associate with Mexico. I wonder if you guys can dispel some stereotypes about Mexico. Uh, as an American, we've heard a lot in the news about what Mexico is or what we think it is. What is it actually like? We walk around with burritos. And when I say burritos, <laughs> I, I mean donkeys. Dispelling them, I don't know. Like, I, there's definitely in the south of Mexico, like those it's very alive it's very it's very true what um what's usually like thought about in the north of mexico it's very different though i would say because i'm coming from the north i would say like we're very americanized to be honest with you Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't find us like you know making something with our hands like it's very there's more like diversity in terms of like biodiversity in the south as well like we do have a lot of cultures like there's a stereotype that we're very like party and family like oriented which is very true very true yeah (laughs) very true very family family oriented okay here's my next question do white people have it better off in mexico uh yeah so okay so i'm gonna assume tough topic (laughs) it is it's deep questions going on right now (laughs) it's like Uh, 9 a.m on a friday and i'm just throwing these out (laughs) so there's definitely there's like as as there is in every place there's definitely a distinction between the economic classes as as most of like southern america are very like it's a big spectrum and you're either on one end or on the other like the the middle class is very it's not really existent because the middle class is a very privileged class anyway if your skin is if you're like from the north for example you know you have a lighter skin you have more privilege like that's mm-hmm. i guess what we would associate with that and like what comes to mind automatically is um yeah, in Mexico, you you'll see there's um, injustices because of that, and and I guess in many ways, yeah, if you have lighter skin tone, you do have some advantages. Um, definitely, is, is so it's US, a deep topic. Is the U.S. in a better place racially, or is Mexico? Mexico doesn't publicize as much. Mexico is not doesn't like it's not on the news as much. The inequalities, like the what's it called, like the systemic inequalities i guess or the the systemic uh disadvantages that some people have they're not they're they're not called to we don't have court cases where we can Mm -hmm. point to and say oh this is when this changed we don't have uh days where people you know stood up for for themselves and try to call the rights you know so so that's why i feel in the the u.s is a little bit more present but sorry i know no, no, no. Sorry to jump in. I think one thing that I can say about Canada and the U.S. and their advantages is that they are, I would say they are more multicultural um, 
and that's and you see it in Toronto too it's just it's great seeing so many people from different places and um you know also when it comes to food and restaurants Toronto is like one of the best places because you have all these different ethnic foods to try so yeah Sounds good. All right, let's get back into some music uh, from Mexico. You're listening to Tracks from Abroad on our station, CIUT 89.5 FM. Very fun conversation I'm having with Rebecca and Anna. We'll be back very soon on Tracks from Abroad. Oh, yeah! Yeah, 
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. You are listening to a show about Mexico. My name is Jesse McDougall. We are with Rebecca and Anna. And you were just telling me during the break that you guys have helped each other. Your friendship has really helped you succeed here at UFT. And I'd like to ask you about that. Why is it that the challenges that you faced being an international student were, were diminished somewhat, that it helped you to have this friendship? That's, that's, still, that's still a very applicable question to your life, Anna, I think. Because Definitely, yeah. Um, so I'll start it off because I think one of the biggest challenges for me 
was being away from my family. Um, I had to, you know, be learn how to be independent. And to be honest with you, it was scary. It was crazy. I cried my first day here when I, the first time my dad left me, like he left me there, he just left me in res and just <laughs> did not, he just left. And I, I, I had no idea what I was going to do. I literally, I, the, you know what I resorted to? Like, I'm not very what? religious, but I resorted to a Catholic church. That's the first thing I did. I went straight to a Catholic church and I just cried inside the church for who knows how long because I was like, where am I? What am I going to do? The second, like, okay, so that was the challenge, right? And I'll say like what helped me out was the second I met Anna because the second I met Anna, I found a little bit of home in Canada and I was like, I'm from Monterey too. She could understand um, like where I came from, the things I did over there, the kind of people that we were. And the second I walked into Anna's home, and I met her dad, my tío Ricky, I met tía este Blanca. Everyone welcomed me. It, it still, it still gave me that that little like piece of piece of home, which was uh, one of the biggest challenges, you know, um, yeah. being away from my family. Beautifully said. Very well said. And a part of me always wanted to experience more of Mexico and have more, you know, Mexican friends and just have experience that life. And meeting Rebecca gave me that that chance. And she's such a great friend. I one of my my best friends. Oh, you're <laughs> and my best she... friends. <laughs> <laughs> Who's crying no, I'm, here? I'm just Who's here just on to... <laughs> no, no, but it was it's just very beautiful that we were both able to give each other um a piece of home yeah. in a different place and and that's um very special to me. Well, uh, let's wrap up the show here. I'm going to give you guys the chance if you have any other uh, things you'd like to say about Mexico. And I'd also like to add, you are right now being broadcast all across the GTA. Is there anything that you'd like to say to this portion of the world? Because your voice is out there. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Or what? You could say, hey, to all my Mexicans in the GTA, something like that. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I just want to thank you, Jesse, for inviting us on your show. Um, it's been a pleasure. And I always like sharing that it's important to take care, just like we take care of our uh, cultures and um, our languages to take care of our environment and our home. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's such a beautiful answer. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, sort of in the similar route as Anna, I'd just say embrace different cultures because I have, I have encountered people that just like even yesterday I had a situation with a man that was screaming at me because I wasn't like speaking in English and I was like this makes no sense like I wouldn't don't know why you'd want me to speak in English um if I'm talking to my friend in Spanish and so yeah like it's not it's not as common anymore which I appreciate and Canada has always been very welcoming of different cultures but to all the GTA like just embrace, embrace it, try to get to know people around you. But um, Jesse, I just, yeah, I want to really uh, say thank you because the opportunity to talk about our experiences, I think, um, helps people embrace it more. So um, thank you so much for that. No problem at all. It was as much fun for me as it was for you. So everyone, you've been listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. And I'd like to thank my guests, Rebecca and Anna, for coming on the show. Thank you guys very much. Woo, thank you. <laughs> Enjoy the music. <laughs> All right, cut. Nice job. <laughs> that was awesome. Cool. Yeah, thanks. That was very um, enjoyable conversation. Kind of stuff. Yeah, you have great questions, Jesse. You keep prepared. You. Let, me, let me tell you. So here's some of the ones I didn't ask. I have, oh. Mexico has incredible biodiversity. What does your oh. state have and what animals live there? Oh, thank I, you for not asking that one. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, though, I did Este mundo mucho sufre mucho.
muchos, muchos que culpar Son pocos los que nacen libres Son muchos muertos ya Nacidos en la oscura tierra Según uno de primera Son miles los fantasmas vivos Vagando en la ciudad Este caos marginal Con pocas oportunidades De llegar al final La ira de la gente crece Igual que su necesidad Tomando riesgos día a día Buscando aquel lugar Donde la vida es para Yeah. 
That last guy had a great name. That was Kike Escamilla. He is a Mayan mestizo, Mexican-Canadian, based here in Toronto, Canada. And he's got a show coming up on June 11th in Waterford, Ontario. Never heard of that town, but if you are passing through on June 11th, you can hear Kike Escamilla. The next track is also going to be by Kike. It's called Encomienda. Um, I like pronouncing these these Spanish titles. Very fun. Thank you again to Rebecca and Anna for coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed my interview with those two. Uh, I also want to mention, again, CIUT is looking for donations to get to our $100,000 goal. Um, I've done this show for 28 weeks, episode 28, and uh, I'm going to keep doing it. It's fun to be a volunteer, so if you like what we're doing, not only me, what all the other volunteers are doing, please donate to CIUT on our website. You can find track listings for my show show at tracksfromabroad.com or stay with us follow us at tfa.radio on instagram here is encomienda by kike escamilla Yeah. 
de pollo empanizado y el toque especial está en ponerle mayonesa McCormick porque, ay, perdón Hellmans, Hellmans, Hellmans qué bruto, güey 